offering a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. Hey, sisters. It's October. Oh, everything's spooky. spooky. Spooky season. How spooky have your lives gotten so far? Um, <laughs> last I'm night at about 1230, I changed my Twitter name instead of Riley. Now it's Riley, but spooky. <laughs> and it has a pumpkin emoji. That's good. That's clever. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't Taylor, know. Are you spooking it up? This is this is like the the month for all like the poser spooky people. I'm spooky year round. All right. I'm I'm ah, like okay. <laughs> I actively display like aesthetic skeletons in my room <laughs> every day of the year, but now they're they there are a lot more options at Walgreens to buy more. So I like it. I like this last year. <laughs> yeah, I want to get more Halloween decor. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to get more Halloween decorations for our dorm, but I don't know how much spookier it gets when we already have that doll that is still circulating Oh man! throughout our room. We, uh, at my workplace, we're going to put a haunted house in our like little outdoor garden area, and my manager Ooh. decided to theme it around spooky clowns. So we already have a really creepy like ah. s- storage area. <laughs> yeah. And now, now, lurking in all the corners of this creepy storage area are creepy clown dolls. Like, I hate that. Like, <laughs> nobody gets any more alcohol at the bar because I won't go upstairs to restock <laughs> it. I'm like, sorry, I have soda on the gun. That's it. <laughs> I uh, I meant to tell you all this when it happened. That reminds me of at the carnival we were recently at at Charlie's school. Uh, they did makeup there, like face painting. Mm-hmm. And they were largely doing clown makeup. Okay. You like, that was... You didn't let them make your sweet sweet baby a clown, did you? No. Oh no, Charlie would not have. <laughs> Charlie would not have okay. been down with that. No. no, she took a look at some of the painted faces and wanted and did not want anything to do with it because, yes. like the times where she's had her face painted before, it's to put like butterfly masks on her and you know sparkly things right. and pink, yeah. not not a clown face. I swear to you though, whoever was doing the face painting was making these kids look like they were all juggalos. These <laughs> kids look like ICP. I am not joking. I like I was watching these little juggalo children come down the like Aww. inflatable slides waiting for my daughter and thinking, who is doing this makeup and is it intentional? <laughs> I mean, are you sure that maybe they were just lots of parents requesting their kids to be painted like juggalos? I don't know. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't have expected that at a Catholic school carnival. But I don't know what everybody's into. I don't. I don't know the the overlapping fan bases of uh, Insane Clown Posse and Catholicism. So uh, maybe, maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe. I just. I was fascinated. I kept looking, and I finally, I was like, Justin, that kid is definitely painted like. And he went, a juggalo, yes. And I said, I, th- I thought so. I thought so. <laughs> then why yes, are other sure. It was like the cakewalk were just like tons of juggalos, tiny juggalos, and and my daughter and Justin. And that was, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was, I, it was wild. I actually love this. I wish you'd gotten video footage. This <laughs> sounds like it would have made a really good music video for Insane Clown Posse. <laughs> <laughs> they were dancing to that, or they were doing the cakewalk, dressed as juggalos, well, painted as juggalos, to that song about tight pants. What's that song? I don't stretch pants. Sorry? What? The hit song Stretch Pants? Yes. <laughs> the song of No, that's not a song. I am making stretch fun pants, of the fact that you said stretch pants. Type What? What is this song? My body rolls. I don't like any of this. Watch out for my body rolls. <laughs> Sorry, what? Sorry, you, know, you know that hit song Stretch Pants, Stretch Pants, Watch Out for My Body Rolls. That's almost it. <laughs> <laughs> I just made that up. That's sad. I promise. Okay, we okay. we uh we should agree keep talking about how much you love spoopy things, and I'm gonna I'm gonna. No, I can't focus on anything <laughs> spoopy. When you say you know that song, tight pants, tight pants slash body rolls. It's by Leslie Hall. Here it is. It's a real song. Can't play it, but. Well, real. all right. Well, um, let, uh, so that's the homework for this episode. Go go learn the lyrics to stretch pants, tight pants. Wow. Tight pants. It was it was actually kind of a it was kind of a good song. Anyway. (laughs) All right. Wow. Sydney's full on mom now, in case anyone was wondering. (laughs) I like that song. Just saying. I like stretch pants. 
You know, Miss Stretch Pants. These little juggalos were going around the cakewalk while they played a song about <laughs> tight pants. It was very strange. <laughs> Parents were clapping along, watching. Of course they were. You know they were. It was great. That song will never uh, not be associated with tidy juggalos now, whether it likes it or not. <laughs> Uh, we have an inflatable witch in our house. Her name is Magic. Yes, her name is Magic. Oh. We are ready for the. I, I dressed my children in pumpkin pajamas last night, so yes. they would wake up on October 1st looking like pumpkins. Um, Mom did send me those touch messages you can do on iPhones where you can like draw things and then send them to someone. Oh, yeah, she's all about those now. She uh. sent me a, uh, a neon orange pumpkin at about 12.15 out of, with no context. He's like, that's a... It's a great pumpkin, Mom. <laughs> said, hey. I wanted to be the first to pumpkin you. It's like, oh, you were the first to pumpkin me. Is that, is that what happens on the 1st of October? Everybody pumpkins I each other? <laughs> I guess so. Oh, the great pumpkining has begun. <laughs> I got no pumpkins this year, guys. Am I a loser? <laughs> I, she didn't send me a pumpkin. <laughs> I didn't get one either. No context. It was me asking, like, hey, does my prescription have any refills? Oh, no. You're sending me a pumpkin? Oh, okay. Well, she asked me a question. Are the girls asleep? And then she sent a giant pink question mark on the touch message afterwards. <laughs> I was like, oh, are you okay? Just uh, is everything okay over there? Charlie <laughs> did ask me today if I wanted to play a carnival game in which we punch the witch in the face. Oh, we're going to work on that. Well, I mean, it was like one of those like bopping things. Yeah, it when did you were look a like a boppy. Bop you know, like the, the like the, yeah, the inflatable yeah. things that you you yeah. hit them in and they bop back up. Only she does not. She just falls over a lot. This inflatable magic witch. does fall over. <laughs> yes. Oh. Um. <laughs> well, the thing is, Charlie doesn't have a lot of friends, so. Whoa. <laughs> so oh. She, she names, she names the inanimate objects around our house and plays with them. Charlie, if you're listening uh, back to this when you're older, you have me. Also, you. I love. I'm I mean, your it's friend. I, and you got that honest. I. I don't. I am friends with the objects at my house. <laughs> it's intentional. Mainly. She just. I mean, she has the opportunity to make friends, but she has trouble with people her age. She prefers adults and advanced. inanimate objects. <laughs> well, there's a, there's a big gap there. <laughs> that was my transition into talking about friends. Mm. Was that good? You you m made a great transition at the expense <laughs> of your daughter. <laughs> oh no, she would tell you the same thing. Uh, I don't talk to kids. I talk to the teachers and other grown-ups. To be fair, I did that oh, as well. I didn't have too. very many kid friends. I had a lot of grown-up friends. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's just a family thing, we all I guess. Well, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Why are we all so bad at that? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Kids are maybe hard. Maybe Cooper will, will be the one. <laughs> Kids are hard. And I think one thing in particular, and I think this is worthy of discussing on the show. I am someone who is guilty of chronically undervaluing uh, female friendships. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, you are. I, I no, am. I'm saying like I agree. Right, right. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Yeah, and I uh, I was someone who didn't have a lot of friends, period, and was I, I think there is this like societal message that, um, what what guys like is cool, and so you're cooler if you're into that. Mm -hmm. And again, this is all very stereotypical because you have to accept the premise that there is something that stereotypically guys like and right. all that. But I think that you get these messages as a child. And certainly we did when we were children mm -hmm. um, back in the day. And so you want to be cool. And so you assume this posture of like, I, hang, I have a lot of guy friends. Mm. And, and I was guilty of that when I was younger. Now as an adult, I, I, I realize that. Mm-hmm. But I, I have that, like, ingrained knee-jerk reaction that, like, I don't, I don't seek out a lot of female friendships. I have a couple, but not a lot. Mm -hmm. And I, um, I didn't, I used to not value them very much. And I have, I'm, I'm growing beyond that. Well, good. But, um, Taylor, would you say that that is something that is, that plagued you? I mean, I feel like I've been on the, uh, opposite side of that because i've always I, i've always had like a couple very close friends 
And I'm kind of one of those that I forget sometimes that the expectations you have for yourself, you can't hold other people to because I'm, I'm a ride or die friend. Like, <laughs> like I put everything into my friendships and, you know, a lot of times they hold precedent over my relationships, but then you kind of don't, because I do think that sometimes it's just, you know, it's, it's a two way street. And I feel like often I feel like I'm not getting back what I put in. And then maybe I, yeah. d I don't matter as much because, you know, and it's like, I feel like it's like that thing where like a girl gets a, gets a significant other and then suddenly they're not in your life anymore because you're just kind of a placeholder until they have the thing that they really want, which is a relationship. That's also a stereotype, but, you know, I think that happens a lot because we're well, told that know, that matters more. Yeah. yeah. And I think I even probably have been guilty of that at some point where like, you get into a relationship and you still have friends during that relationship but you just start spending your time other places because i mean if you were single before all you had to hang out with was your friends and now it's you're dividing time between a relationship and friends and it seems like you're not spending much as much time with your friends and even when you're trying to make new friendships i find it harder because it's been so long since i've like hung out with other girls that now I'm I'm living with them that it's like I don't I don't know how to to make new friends because I mean I went to the same school with all the same girls that I grew up with since elementary school so it was like I didn't really think about making friends with them because I'd known them since I was little and now it's like I'm supposed to make these new friends with these people that I'm just meeting and I've kind of isolated myself over the past few months to just hanging out with like my my boyfriend which sounds bad but like I don't know I feel like it is just a very societal thing I, oh I think you're right I just I always remember feeling like there was a pressure to like that there were the I don't know there were girls who who had other girlfriends and that I was one of the girls who said oh I tend to I try to hang out with guys yeah mm. and as if that was a cool thing um and I I always used to say that like I just don't know how to get along with other girls right. and I I really think that that's not necessarily well one that wasn't true mm -hmm. i'm just one thing i've learned about myself is i'm not a very good friend mm -hmm. taylor you say that that you are and you put a lot into your friendships. oh i don't i would I, say I, I am i won't put myself as like a like as necessarily good at it i try that doesn't mean i'm good at it <laughs> well i but i Evidence think that trying suggest. is the <laughs> i think trying is the main thing though I mean, I think I think that's the big differentiator. And I I know in the past, like I've said, I'm a bad friend, half half joking, but I, I mean, I'm kidding on the square. Like I I am not good at putting a lot of time and effort into maintaining friendships. And I think mm -hmm. it was because for so long, I just thought, well, this doesn't really matter. Um, exactly kind of what you said, Riley. Yeah. Like you get in a relationship eventually with mm -hmm. someone, and that relationship will be your life. And if you have friends, fine. If you don't whatever but it was not a big deal and yeah. and this is not to undermine like I have some friends now that I I treasure and I try like I, I make an effort with because I want to keep them in my life right. and I value them immensely um but it's a very small number <laughs> yeah well <laughs> and, and, I, and there aren't a lot of holdovers from a long time ago mm -hmm. I, I do think there and I'm, I'm thinking specifically of somebody that I, I I used to know that was very much one of those girls that prided herself on like I mean I don't hang out with guys like or I hang out with guys. I don't buy into like the girl drama stuff. And that was always how it was. It was the girl drama stuff. Like that's just I'm I'm above that. I don't get girls. And it's right. Like, right. Well, what, what, what we're really talking about is that it's like what emotions like yep. feelings mm -hmm. <laughs> caring for people. I don't know. What is the girl drama stuff that we're all so afraid of? Yeah. Well, and it's a it's a fabrication of I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with a lot of the media representations of, of women and especially female friendships and young female friendships, even more so like in how many movies and TV shows are the females involved, like gossiping about each other and stabbing each other in the back and competing for something, whether it's a, a guy or a, a title or a job or whatever it mm -hmm. is like that is, that is what we are programmed to believe that there are whatever arena you're in there are only so many spots for women and 
you better fight other women to get them instead of turning around and going, hey, why exactly are there only so many spots right. for women? Mm-hmm. Why exactly does this exist? Well, I think it, it makes us all pretty suspicious of each other because, you know, like I think I recognized pretty early on, like, uh oh, I'm one of those. <laughs> I'm the prey. I'm not the predator. And you just kind of are constantly on guard because you just assume, well, people will be making fun of me. They will be other girls will be mocking me and like if that's true i don't know how much of that is also on their end like well this is what i'm supposed to do right this is how i hold my position like, there's no ranking mm-hmm. <laughs> there's no positions mm-hmm. i actually just wrote a midterm essay about this in relation to the 1995 movie clueless all right <laughs> that is um, such a college thing to say i love that i love that <laughs> But, I mean, I really did. I talked about how we had to relate it to some sort of text we had read in class. And um, I talked about how when you watch Clueless the first time, a lot of people assume that the female characters, if you're talking about like Cher or Dion and eventually Ty, are very um, superficial and I don't want to say self-obsessed, but kind of like their main focus is looking the best and dating guys and... That's what you hear a lot of them talk about, but really it's because like that's what you have to do as a woman in society to be accepted by other women and by men. Like it Mm -hmm. was all like I talked about how it's a lot of societal pressure placed on women by men to be a certain way, but then men act like, oh, it's just how girls are without realizing it is because of men that is how women are. Mm -hmm. And at least, you know, I'm not saying all women. I'm talking generally that concept well and it it's a good example too of a movie where like the relationship gets the center stage Mm -hmm. you know it's like the that's the overlying theme of the movie that's where that's the ending point of the story where and you are refusing to acknowledge that there is another arc that's happening to the to the main female characters mm-hmm. who are changing and growing as a result of their interactions with each other, not as a result of interactions with the male characters. Yeah. I could I could have done without the the happy ending relationship ending. The movie doesn't need it. I mean, but it's Paul Rudd. It is, but like is. the movie doesn't need it. But it's like that's the thing we. Uh, we what are I mean? Do we get movies? We don't get movies <laughs> often enough. Don't just want to tussle his hair. <laughs> uh, but like a movie that's just focused on the development and the nuances of a female friendship, without I don't know them driving off a cliff at the end. Velma <laughs> Louise. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. Which don't get me wrong, I love that movie except for the ending. But uh, you know, I that's something that you don't get as often. We get fed <laughs> endless romantic comedies that reinforce the idea that this is. This is important content. This is this is where what you should be thinking of. This is what you should enjoy, and like right. I feel like movies solely based on female friendship are are few and far between. I mean, I I know you guys haven't seen it yet. And spoiler <coughs> alert to anybody that hasn't, because I'm gonna spoil I'm gonna spoil the crap out of this movie so you don't see it because it's terrible. Don't see it. But that new Netflix movie that I harped on last week that Sierra Burgess is a big loser. Like mm-hmm. I did see that one. Oh, you did see it. Yeah. Oh, okay. It is not good. <laughs> no, all right. But but here's the thing. Here's my problem with it is, all right, so you've got cliche, what, nerd girl, cliche, cool girl. Cool girl, like, is mean to nerd girl. Nerd girl has no comp. Well, she has some confidence, but she has issues with body image issues, like all that. So they team up to, like, help catfish this guy for nerd girl. And, and, and like, so you see the relationship developing between – Nerd Girl and Hot Jock. I'm using these. I can't remember the real names. Obvi- her name's in the title, but I can't remember anybody else's. Um, <laughs> and, and like, <laughs> the development of their relationship is over text message. And it's literally like, we both like sandwiches. Isn't the night sky pretty? <laughs> like, that's the depth of this relationship that they're developing that for some reason is the center point of the movie. Meanwhile, you have, Do like... Do you think stars know they're stars? <laughs> <laughs> oh, symbolism. <laughs> but, like... <laughs> like, meanwhile, you have, like... Like popular girl and nerd girl like learning about each other's insecurities and their life issues like you see that popular girl actually has a really hard upbringing and like you know nerd girl kind of begins to understand that about her like they're developing a real like legitimate relationship that is highly unlikely but they're making each other better people by proxy and and then like you know if the movie just stayed that path 
and let it just be like I if that movie had ended with the the guy that was being catfished being like yo you catfished me and that's terrible and you're a bad person <laughs> bye and then like but look I got this amazing friendship out of it I would have loved that movie I would have been fine with that but yeah. instead it just like oh look he loves her after all they talked about sandwiches together she she <laughs> like harassed her friend and bullied her like on like you know like horrible ways yeah. and and like gets a happy ending and then doesn't even really apologize to a friend like it, it it does it does the the popular girl so dirty it does her so dirty and i would never be on that the that person character side but if they just stayed the course and made it about female friendship but no you gotta have the i'm on a rant i'm sorry could have been good no <laughs> no but you're right you, yeah. but you're right because one female friendship is usually uh it's usually used like in in movies and tv shows and stuff as like it's silly and shallow and ridiculous like let's all go get margaritas girls like how often is that the scene right, right. a bunch of women out together yeah. having margaritas and it's like I mean, it's oh. like mean girls like all right we're gonna go to the mall Go let's, back to my house and talk about how much we hate all of our insecurities. Yes, like, let's <laughs> let's all take turns talking about how much we hate our bodies, yeah. and then let's have a wine cooler, and then, oh my gosh, like, and as adult women, it's uh, let's sit around our uh, beautifully cleaned kitchens. I was what somebody was watching a movie on the plane. I don't know what movie it was. It was a bunch of uh, of what looked like wealthy white women sitting around a beautiful kitchen drinking wine together. And I was like, was, oh my God. Was it a sex? <laughs> are there? Was it a Sex in the City movie? <laughs> no, it was other women doing the same. I mean, it was the same thing. And it's like, can we just get over that? Like, what is that? Well, does that have to do? That's plenty of movies. We've got enough movies and TV shows like that. Can we stop with it now? And I mean, that's the thing. Like, you know, you have the Bechdel test for a reason, which that's if, if two female characters have a conversation in a movie about anything other than love life or man. And how many movies fail that test because that's usually like even when you have like oh the best friend character in a movie she's usually just there to be a sounding board for main love interest thoughts on man um, yeah and that that's it yeah. doesn't because i think that's the thing like relationships fall apart a lot and as like a, i'm you know i'm in my 30s i've i'm almost always single sometimes there's a weird time when i'm not uh but in general the main relationships in my life are my friendships like those have always been more impacting and more meaningful and and more consistent than any r romantic situation i've been in mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well let's talk let's talk more about about the beauty friendship but before we do that <laughs> let's talk the group message uh sisters i want to tell you about hello fresh this week <sighs> go ahead is that oh, you wanted to? You sound frustrated like you Fine. wanted to tell me Fine. about HelloFresh. Fine. Go ahead. Tell me about it. What do you love about HelloFresh, Riley? I love that HelloFresh <laughs> delivers your favorite recipes right to your door so that you don't have to worry about deciding on meals for the week. All you have to do is cook them and eat them and enjoy them. Every last tasty morsel. That's great. That's I love all that. There's that. Taylor, what's your favorite thing about <laughs> HelloFresh? Um, I like that somehow, no matter how hard I try, I can't mess it up. And you would think I could. They're really easy. They are. I, I, I burn toast, but somehow I can make these boxes come together. And they have a veggie option, which is like tons of beautiful, awesome, fresh produce. So HelloFresh offers three plans, classic, veggie, and family. They're made up of fresh, responsibly obtained ingredients. And you don't have to plan dinner. You don't have to spend money on takeout. You don't have to worry about going and getting a bunch of different ingredients from the grocery store and only using some of them and forgetting something and throwing away a half of a bundle of parsley at the end of the week. <laughs> I hate that. That, right? I, that happens all the time. Or like when something asks for like a teaspoon of cardamom i'm like what do i do with all of the rest of this <laughs> i have so much of this i have put the wrong spices and herbs in so many dishes in an attempt to use up spices and herbs yeah. <laughs> that i bought <laughs> and hello fresh has saved me from that you can subscribe to get delicious filling meals delivered every week for less than ten dollars per serving so for twenty dollars off your first three boxes for a total of sixty dollars off 
Just visit HelloFresh.com slash StillBuffering60 and enter promo code StillBuffering60. That's $20 off for three boxes, $60 off total. HelloFresh.com slash StillBuffering60, promo code StillBuffering60. Sisters, I want to tell you about someone I've never told you about before. Oh. And we've never told anyone else about before, and that's Full Lane. Um, this week, Still Buffering is supported in part by Full Lane, a clean beauty retailer that believes no one should have to compromise their health for beauty. Which is, isn't that the truth? To be Full Lane approved, products have to be safe, effective, and luxurious to experience. Their Ooh. Clean Essentials Kit is a 100% non-toxic, vegan, cruelty-free, and suitable for all skin types. It features trial sizes of four everyday skin essentials. Uh, I have been using the system that Folane sent us. Have you? Yes. What do you think? Uh, I, I actually think it has made, like, I think I see a difference. Really? And uh, the only reason I, like, I, I was, am I really, is it really, uh, am I tricking myself? Justin commented on it. Your skin does look very good. And I'm not wearing any makeup right now. It looks very good. Thank you. He said that. He said, you're going to bed with your makeup on. And I said, no. <laughs> Surprise. I know. Gotcha. <laughs> it was like a commercial, and I was like, "No, I'm not. This is my new skincare system." This from is Elaine. my face now. This is my face now. I've been using their cleanser and a toner, which I didn't know was a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I do, and I'm using Proud one, of you. and it's great. And their moisturizer, and I love <laughs> it. Um, I I really do think it's made a difference. I love well, it. I'm glad. So. And we have a deal for you. Taylor, do you want to tell everyone about it? Uh, yeah. So for only $22, which is over 50% off, uh, you can try – yeah, right? You can try the Clean Essentials Kit today. So uh, if you go to f- uh, com slash stillbuffering, that's F-O-L-L-A-I-N.com slash stillbuffering, you can try the kit. You enter the code stillbuffering at checkout, and you get free shipping. And, I mean, the, the sizes in this kit are – they're substantial. Like you get a good amount of everything yeah. in in this kit. So for twenty two bucks, that's They're not your yeah. Yeah, that's like one tube of of face wash, maybe. Uh, definitely not if you're shopping at Sephora. This is like yeah. good size amounts of all of the products. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, and I I would highly recommend it as somebody who like I I didn't know I didn't know if I bought into all of these skin products before, <laughs> uh, and I have become a believer and a customer. So. Wow. So go check it out. <laughs> Get new faces. Or, or don't. Your faces are fine. Get yeah. new, a new skin. <laughs> yeah. Just if you want to. Um, so we were, we were talking about, about friendships. Um, by the way, Tay, I, I made a very similar argument uh, that you were making <laughs> about the Sierra Burgess film uh, about Greece. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> to Justin over the weekend during one of our long drives. He was talking about how much he hates Greece. Because it's gross and overdone, and I think I think there are there are definitely gross things in Greece. I mean, there's no if you listen to some of the lyrics, yeah, like, yeah, I know, yeah, yes, I know, uh, and and like on an over like a very general reading of it, it's about you know Sandy changing who she is for a man, yes. Um, I had some counterpoints. There are some jams in the soundtrack. There are some jams, and he also attempts to change, I will just say. This is true. Not as much. He he wears a Letterman sweater. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway. <laughs> he takes it off. <laughs> He's going to, like, finish high school. That's, like, good. That's a that's, good change. That's a good. Yeah, that's a yeah good. he wasn't going to, and then he that's is. Um, anyway, my, my point <laughs> was that I think more could be said and more could be done if you in a modern in a modern retelling where you focus more on what the female characters learn from each other because i think you have like the classic stereotypical female like archetypes represented in that film like mm-hmm. you've got it used to be always called like Marilyn Monroe or Jackie O mm-hmm. you've got right. you know Rizzo who is the presented as like the classic sinful female mm-hmm. and Sandy is presented as like the classic saintly female. Yep. And the the beauty is that really they should be able to break out of those one dimensional 
caricatures and be fully formed humans who are both good and bad as we all are mm-hmm. and like they both sort of achieve that to some extent yeah. they both grow and I think that you can make a case that it is their interactions with each other that does that not any of the men in the movie well, now of course Greece doesn't care about that and <laughs> Greece isn't telling that story True. but my point is that these stories are happening <laughs> in real life between women and they're not getting told the stories that are getting told about women is that we're catty and we backstab and we're drama and we fight with each other except for at the end of it all when we sit down and have a margarita together yeah right and and i think that it is time for female friendships to evolve past that well to be recognized as having evolved past that yeah wouldn't wouldn't practical magic have been so much better if you took out the weird cowboy guy and just made it about two sisters like murdering a horrible abusive ex and and being <laughs> witches and raising two beautiful kids together just two sisters yes. doing magic yes i would have been so much happier in that movie <laughs> but that's the thing. well i mean you look at okay. the two older the two the two aunts mm-hmm. are like great fully formed characters yeah and, and w- there's just the two sisters and one of them is rizzo oh crap <laughs> <laughs> that's right conspiracy oh. Rizzo grew up to be a cool witch. She did fine. Um, and then she was a really cool doctor and first lady. Oh yeah. It's West Wing. Well, oh okay. But I, because I, <laughs> I think that there's, I think that there's like an, un- I think this is true. It's it's not just you know, it's females, femmes, non, cis males. I I think that there's kind of like a, a secret language that when you actually get close to other people that fall into that, that it's like. Sometimes I feel like I'm always screaming on the inside <laughs> just because of the yeah. what the what the world kind of serves up to you, what it expects from you, the roles you have to fill just to get by. And like when you can like look at another person that is also always screaming on the inside and just like not be alone in that. And that's something we can only get from other people that are in our situation. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think I think that it's that's always like the classic tactic to the, I'm this is going to sound like a conspiracy theorist kind of thing but this is true. Go ahead. Just <laughs> this is more about listening. This is more about Rizzo becoming a witch cuz I'm loving this narrative <laughs> now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is this is like the classic tactic of those in power. Uh there are usually fewer of those in power than the ones they're in power over. And so it is it, it behooves them to create divides between between the ones that they are in power over. And so creating a narrative in which all women are fighting each other for the same position is very advantageous to men. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that every man does this, obviously. Not every man. But that historically is how we, that's why we're here. That's, that's why we, we have these. That's why as a young woman, I felt like, I don't want to be friends with other women. I want to hang out with guys. That's mm-hmm. cool. Right. Because every message was telling me that. Mm-hmm. And it took me growing up and learning that that's really uh, dumb and short-sighted. And I I bought into the patriarchy is what I did. Well. I bought into it. And, you know, even if I can say that maybe I didn't do that with friendships, I certainly have in the workplace. Because I feel like, you know. I, I hate to say it, but if I'm being honest, the big reason that I, I moved up the ladder is because, like, oh, she's she's chill, though. Like, we could joke, like, make gross jokes, and she'll just not say anything. And, like, you know, like, she could hang with the bros. And it's, like, especially in the restaurant industry, that takes you pretty far, but you sell yourself way short, you know. You have to sacrifice mm-hmm. a lot to just, like, make that. And, and because, because for some reason being insulted or being sensitive or having – emotions those are weaknesses when actually it's it's a strength it's a good thing it's a healthy thing well and they're only seen as weaknesses when they're demonstrated by a feminine person yes Mm -hmm. absolutely when a when a man uh i don't know testifies before congress and yells and screams and cries and also repeatedly says i like beer (laughs) (laughs) can i can i just get a super cut of that just 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 say that i drank beer i like beer (laughs) i often drink too many beers other people often drink 
too many beers. I like beer. I like beer. <laughs> I have never, in a job interview, I have never yelled <laughs> at my interviewer, I like beer. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to. And um, I work in bars <laughs> and I never have. You'd think that that would have been anybody's. <laughs> <laughs> Next time I go into an interview or an important meeting, I'm just going to shake hands with someone and be like, hello, nice to meet you. I'm Riley Smurl. I like beer. I lifted weights a lot and I like beer. I have everything written down on my calendar. Do you want to see it? I keep a very detailed calendar. I can tell you exactly what I was doing last week. I have a great memory and a great calendar. Also, I'm sorry I can't stop yelling. I'm so angry. There's that that one that one photo that someone took of him. It's just him in the middle of just a sea of like women behind him. Just and they look so tired. They look so exhausted. And he's he's just like mouth, angry possum face, like just like Bleh. and it's like this is the world we live in. It's like there's so many of us and we're all so tired. And yet he's yeah. the one who's being heard. Yes, the, the s- collective sigh of existential despair. <laughs> but see, we should bond over that. We should we should put more emphasis yeah. in our, 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 our femme and female friendships, our, our non-male friendships. Well, that, that's right. And the, and the thing is, like, what we're really talking about is, one, a revolution in the way those of us who were brought up under that, that's like that systematic oppression of female friendships of non-male friendships it's it's us changing and recognizing that in ourselves and then the flip side is actually getting representation of that so that younger people today are not raised with that same kind of toxic attitude and and this isn't getting into like the messages that young males get i'm not even (laughs) touching on that but I mean, I think I think the first step was me recognizing I'm part of the problem. Right. I I see the world this way and it's wrong. Um, and it has it has deprived me of the opportunity of bonding with many women throughout my life that I may have offered a hand to or had a hand offered from, you know, to me to help each other on our way up mm-hmm. as opposed to trying to stomp each other to get ahead right right man because i think like (laughs) there's something that a lot of these movies that we're talking about have in common and i was thinking of mean girls too as much as like it's you know kind of viewed as like oh this like you know is focused on female relationships it's like there's kind Mm -hmm. of a consistent narrative to all these movies where it's like women hurt other women and are careless with other women's feelings in in the ability in pursuit of a man and then women forgive other women for that and that's it. And that's really sad if that's if that's the one narrative line that we get. <laughs> we or or like a movie like Heather's, which I mean, I enjoy that movie, but let's face it, a man enters her life and she decides to murder all of the mm-hmm. women who are ahead of her essentially yeah. in the popularity. And ladder. Sydney, I know we all know and love them, <clears throat> but Betty and Veronica aren't always the the picture perfect female oh, friendship. No. Well, got that whole that whole artsy it, contingent. It gets better um, in the in the more recent mm-hmm. comics that it have does. been done. Like they they've really they've done a lot of hard work on repairing that relationship right. so that it like they're supporting each other and pushing each other forward mm-hmm. and and loving each other despite that. Sydney's very passionate about the Betty and Veronica relationship. I am. <laughs> I'm very protective of that friendship. <laughs> well, I even like like I I love the craft, but. If you view it through the the lens of like what is the friendship represented, it's like oh no, a bunch of women get together, they have power. Power is bad. You should be alone. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to be a good witch, you have to be a lonely witch. Yes. No, that's. I mean that that's and that's th- again like that is a, a an intentional message. I think that we received at some point that has just been perpetuated. Mm-hmm. And it, now it's perpetuated as much by women as it is by men. Right. I mean, I'm not saying that, like, th- there are non-males making these same movies and TV shows with the same message. Mm-hmm. And it's because they they bought the storyline just like I did. I'm not I'm not removing myself from this. Well, I it's, it's easier. bought into this. It's easier to, to behave that way and act that way and fall into that mindset because it's just how 
people for a long time are expected have expected to behave have been expect I can't speak you know what I'm saying it's easier to do what's most common and what people expect from you when steamed is quote unquote cool than to mm-hmm. act beyond that do you do you see that shifting at all Riley do you see I mean because we've talked about old movies modern movies I don't see any difference necessarily in a lot of these representations right but do you see like a any change in that I mean I'm consciously trying to be more aware of it because I haven't always been the best about following all of these things I'm saying that that you know media shouldn't do and that people should do but I I don't know I think it's I think it is changing just because I feel like recently the way people think along those lines has been changing but it's also just like I think that as long as you're someone who grew up in that culture it's always going to be kind of ingrained in how you think like I grew up seeing that in tv and movies and watching older girls and guys and whoever else do that mm-hmm. so that's what i believe even if i'm actively trying to work against that part of me will still always think that is how you should be and will subconsciously do things without thinking that are like oh wait no i i this is not a good thing to do this is me trying to be that cool cool girl mm-hmm. um but i don't know i i think that you know, people like maybe like Charlie or Cooper will maybe hopefully grow up where it's I not as prevalent and then they won't even have those mindsets to begin with. I, I will say and these are these are animated, but <laughs> oh no. um, I'm just I'm just being honest. Uh, Ry- uh, Charlie watches a lot of DC superhero girls, mm-hmm. which is just Great. about I love it. Superheroes from DC Comics that are not male who are supporting each other and helping each other, you know, save the world. None of those conversations are about love interests. There is no, I mean, I have not seen any. saving the world. Yeah, there is no indication of love interest. It is purely. I love it. Yeah, I mean, and some of it's silly and some of it's funny and then some of it is is very serious. It's literally life and death. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're superheroes. Um, The other thing I just watched with Charlie today was uh, Marvel Rising. What is that? I heard of that. It was, it was, uh, Tay, you should check it out. Riley, you should too. Mm-hmm. Tay, I, I thought of you because comic book. I watch cartoons. But, um, <laughs> well, it's, it was excellent. I had never heard of it, but it's, it specifically is, it's not just about females, although many of, most of the characters are, but it's, uh, celebrating like basically underrepresented and, um, largely minority superheroes. Mm-hmm. Like, Miss Marvel is, like the focus of this particular movie mm-hmm. um it's like one it says season one episode one on the thing but i i think it was just one movie mm-hmm. i hope there's more coming but it was just it was amazing because it was one um th- i i don't know some of the like squirrel girls there and there's <laughs> like squirrel some girl. flirtatious moments here and there but like there's no there's no overt romance mm-hmm. um they meet captain marvel and they're all just like their socks are knocked off that like oh my gosh i'm meeting captain marvel Mm -hmm. oh my gosh which is cool because usually that's the moment that like the male superhero steps in yeah it's like now they're all like just totally in awe um and they're they're also like again they're uh persons of color are represented miss marvel is muslim i mean it's Okay, I like that. It was an amazing, like, yeah, it was super cool to see all of these superheroes who do not fit your, like, stereotypical big, beefy, white dude, (laughs) you know. Um, And they were strong, and they were powerful, and they were supporting each other. And I don't know. It was a very cool, like, Charlie was watching it and getting really into Mm -hmm. it and loving these characters. And I just thought that that was an amazing step in the right direction yeah there need to be more things like that not just aimed at children and not just animated maybe like with actual human like people (laughs) and now that i'm thinking about it because we're talking specifically about female friendships but if you really think on the flip side like unless it's like two guys going through the trenches of war and brotherhood like we don't really we don't have any like soft and like eloquent representations of male friendship because that's no 
that's gay would be the thought. I mean, I think like in general, I think close relationships that are not romantic don't get emphasis or importance or proper representation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, a movie that I was thinking about touches on this idea kind of that is not a kids movie or an animated movie. You might disagree at first, bear with me, mm. is Gone Girl. Because there is a monologue in the movie Gone Girl from the main, the, the girl uh-huh. who is gone, about the idea <laughs> of the cool girl. Gone. The girl who is gone. <laughs> she does a monologue about the idea of the cool girl and talks about how, you know, you try to be the cool girl and you, I think she says something about, like, you choke down beers and watch football games with your your man and you try to do the things that make all his friends think you're cool and but you're still trying to look you know stereotypically hot and beautiful and all these kinds of things and no matter how hard you try if you get older and you start looking less attractive then he's gonna find a new cool girl and it's this idea of the cool girl that like you have to be accepted by men to be quote-unquote cool and you do Mm -hmm. things that aren't yourself and you know i think that's a a very connected it's it's very valid well and i think that gets to the point of like i think just because of the objectification objectification that you grow up with and this the you you get this idea that you'd have to fall into one of these camps you can be the virgin or the whore you can be you know the cool girl the nerd girl whatever you you focus so much on who you are and 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 if you're achieving what you who you want to be seen as in this tight little box like i don't think you really allow yourself the idea that maybe who you are is is enriched and kind of dependent on the people in your life and that are around you and that's Mm -hmm. how to live as a full like human is to have Mm -hmm. your identity be attached to other people to have a sense of community around you to not just try to represent this object you know like this this one thing yeah yeah well i think and i think the last thing that that i wanted to say about it is i think as much as I know I am challenging myself to continue to grow in like reaching over and extending a hand to my fellow like non male (laughs) colleagues and friends and family and (coughs) neighbors and people I meet in the store and whoever um, because we we all need to be on each other's side Mm because we all go farther when we when we help each other out. Um, that goes doubly for everybody who's not white because mm-hmm. a lot of what we're talking about I mean we're talking we, we've had a lot of like discussions about feminism here right. and if it's not intersectional it doesn't matter right. right it doesn't make a difference and so everything we've said to the nth degree for our female and and femme uh, friends our non-male friends who are not white as yeah. well I yeah. agree well, that, that's um, to not to not like condemn anything that falls into like oh that's a you know qu- traditionally female trait like let's view those as strengths and let's embrace those about each other and stop getting everything associated with that side of the fake and imaginary gender divide as bad. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Also, I like beer. <laughs> I like beer. <laughs> uh, we can't endorse that message, guys. <laughs> I'm just gonna I, keep saying it. Someone will give me a job. Right? I do though. I do like beer. I, do, I mean, I do too. But <laughs> why am I not allowed to scream it at Congress? I. Well, that's a uh, the unfortunate thing, Sid, is that there's just one answer for that. You gotta. I know. Do. I know. <laughs> I wish it was more nuanced than that. <sighs> oh well. Well, thank you, sisters. <laughs> we, w- we will continue to bond together in, <laughs> in solidarity. In our love for beer. And to fight the patriarchy um, that prevents us from expressing our emotions and our love for malted beverages in public. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for sharing. Okay. And, and thank you, everyone. And, and if anybody wants to write a really good movie about female friendship, please, please <coughs> give, we gave you a ton of ideas. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just write just this podcast. Just turn it into a movie, just like that. You're welcome. There you go. Uh, thank you for listening to our show. You should check out other podcasts at MaximumFun.org, other wonderful shows on our network that you may enjoy. 
Uh, you can email us at stillbuffering at maximumfun.org if you have thoughts or suggestions or comments or, or questions. Uh, you can tweet at us at stillbuff. And thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby Change Mine. This has been Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am a teenager. And I like beer. I love beer. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne, and justice is within your reach. My mom refuses to take my phone calls. My boyfriend says I should take our cats with me to graduate school, but I think he should keep them. In the court of Judge John Hodgman, justice rules. My partner's board game collection is out of control. My sister won't stop stealing my clothes. I'm Judge John Hodgman. I'm tough, but fair. Oh, fair. I'll bring you justice, and I'm only a click away. Tipping, automotive etiquette, siblings, roommates. If you've got a case, go to MaximumFun.org slash JJHO. Judge John Hodgman is tough but, fair. tough but fair. Subscribe to the podcast today. Judge John Hodgman rules. That is all. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.